Can I pray? Let me just pray. Lord, we just want to thank you. Uh, we just want to bless you for who you are. Lord, you're a God that does the impossible. You're a God that is willing and looking for opportunities, Lord, to intervene in every situation that we go through, Lord. Lord, I pray even as we speak about prayer, may you guide us, may you lead us. Holy Spirit, I pray that our understanding shall be on point, that we can understand your word. I pray the word will find a fertile ground and we will see the fruits in Jesus' name. Amen. We have been talking about prayer. And if you remember, this is a, we are, all, we are clocking nine part series. Uh, it's a nine part. We are finishing today. So I have the privilege of finishing our last uh, of this series. And we are talking about the power of prayer. Amen? The power of prayer. And I'll be honest with you, when I was preparing, I actually was trying to figure out how am I supposed to show you how prayer is power. Because you can't show. You know, there are certain things you can't show. You just need to do it. Amen? But I pray I'm just going to give you some few nuggets, and then we will go into prayer. Amen? I just want to find out something just before I start. We've been doing this series. We, talk, we started with fight, and we talked about we are in a fight. Amen? And we heard from our first series that when it's a prolonged fight, it's a, that's why it's called war. So we are in a spiritual war. And I know there are some people who go to the extreme. There are people who don't want to believe there is war. And there are people who are always on the other extreme. And, but we found out that actually God is actually, if you look at scripture, it tells you that we are actually in a spiritual war where we are, there's an enemy who is there to get us. Amen? And he says he's scheming. You know, like it's a different thing when you have an enemy who just sits there. But when somebody schemes, it means he lands you. And if you remember our last thing I said, all of us here, the devil will not approach us the same way with temptation. There are some of us, smoking is not even a temptation to you. And the devil will never bring it to you. But for somebody else, smoking is a problem. He will bring it. There is somebody else, pride is his problem. And what I'm trying to show you is that the enemy is studying you. And that's where you find you always need to be on your toes. That's why you're told, put on the full armor of God. Why? When you put it on, you know why you're doing what you do. You're in, in a battle. Amen? So we talked about him scheming, and then we went to the, God did not only just tell us we're in war, but he gave us armor. And it's so beautiful, if you remember the series we were doing, it actually says, put on the armor of God. And when we read Isaiah, we actually see the prophet Isaiah describing God saying he put on his armor and he says the breathless of righteousness and the helmet of salvation. It means what we put on is not just any armor, but it's the armor that God uses. Amen? So when we put on that armor, it's not just any armor. It's the armor that actually God uses. Amen? 
That means that you can walk in victory. Amen? And we saw all the parts that are for defense. And then we saw two that were for offense. And that was the word. And we talked about how the word of God is alive, sharper than any two-edged sword. And we talked about logos and rhema. Amen? And we saw the two cannot be separate, but they work together. Amen? If you have too much of logos, that will be head knowledge. And you have too much of rhema, that is too, you become weird because you're always talking about things. But when you bring them both, they work. Amen? You can't be there saying, I want just new revelation. New revelation from what? It has to be from the word. And we saw that actually these are the things. And then we talked about the word. And we talked about it as a sword. And I love Vivian how she used last time. It was very dangerous. Yeah. He came with, is it called the ukapi? Huh? It was a, it's a kitchen knife. And one of the things that we discovered is you can actually have a sword. But if you're not skilled to use it, you can actually be a problem. Amen? And we found out that's why when God always refers and says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. If right now I give my boy a gun, there will be problems. Because what he sees in the video game, he will think that's what the gun should be used. And he will realize that there will be death. Amen? So meaning that just because you know the word, logos, it doesn't mean that you are skilled to use it. I don't even make any sense. And then we came and we talked about now prayer because Paul emphasizes and says when you have put on the armor, he says, then pray. Amen? So we see there are two weapons for attack. It's the word and prayer. And I think so last Sunday you saw it and you heard it so well, different kinds of prayer. And I want to say something, a few pointers that I want to throw to you. Guys, just because you quote the scripture doesn't mean it will come to fulfillment. Amen? The Lord was talking to me and he says, you need to explain to my children, I am not an ATM. I look at their heart. You remember when Samuel went to anoint David as king? He looked at the outside and he said, wow, the firstborn is good. He's the right kind of king. And then God goes like, no, no, no. And then God speaks to Samuel and he says, I look at the heart. I don't look at the physical. What am I saying? You can quote this scripture for the ducky like me. You can quote it until you turn black. And for the white chocolate, you can quote it until you turn blue. And you will still remain the same way. Why? Because it's not just to quote it as an ATM. You need to be actually a vessel that actually honors God, living right. I don't even make any sense. So quoting scripture and you are living like a heathen, it will not work for you. Let me just make it clear. You can get all the scriptures and quote them until 
You have quoted them until they are finished and you'll still remain the same. Have you ever asked yourself, why is it that I'm not seeing this in my life the way it is? And Sipiwe did a very good job. He said, the word of God, its major purpose is to transform you to be more like Christ. To transform you to be more like Christ. And the Lord was telling me, I am more interested in the heart than anything else. But most of us come to God because of what he can give us. Amen? My, and I have asked some people, I've asked, what if he does not answer your prayers? Will you still follow him? What if God does not answer your prayer and take you out of a situation? Will you still say he is still God? I guarantee you, a lot of people will leave him. And my question is, God knows your heart. And that's why he says in Galatians, God is not mocked. Whatever you sow is what you will reap. Amen. I know I'm talking about prayer. And I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best to hold myself. And I've told him I don't want to cry. Because he made me feel the heart. And he told me, if my kids know what I've given them, I have given them everything they need. But yet they don't use it. Yet they don't use it. We are so concerned about what people think about us instead of being concerned about what our father thinks about us. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can know who you are, He was showing me, he says, look at my son, Jesus. Do you know Jesus, nothing missed. Everything he spoke came to pass. And I heard this pastor saying a comment that actually blew my mind. He said, if Jesus came as God and did what he did, I will stand by the side and salute him and say, he's great. But Jesus did not come as God only, but he came as a man. You know why? So that he could walk and show you this is what man is capable of when he aligns himself with God. Amen? Amen? So what we see, and that's why Jesus was even daring when he says, greater things shall you do. You know why? Because he was telling you, I am your example. You saw me walk. You saw me getting tired. You saw me getting hungry. You saw me going through everything that you're going through. Meaning, you are well able to do everything that he did. And not only that, but even greater. 
But we see it being translated and changed slowly by slowly. But when we look at the disciples, they say they did it, by the way, because they said their shadow healed people as they walked. We didn't hear about Jesus healing people with a shadow. We hear about them that clothes will be taken from them, just clothes. And when they will lay them on the sick, the sick will be healed. We don't hear that about Jesus. But for them, they knew because when they were with Jesus, they said, this is what we have seen him do. So we expect it in us because we will not be here saying we cannot because we are human. Because we saw another human walking in the fullness of God. So meaning all of us here can change any place because we saw it in Jesus. But we have been religiously put in a box. When we talk, we go like, oh, me, me. Lord, if you are able. Lord, you know. And God is saying, did you hear any place Jesus saying, hey, God, you know. If you can feel mercy for us, somebody will come and say somebody is sick. And he says, go, your son is well. And he doesn't think. And when that man goes, he finds the child got healed immediately he sees a dead person and he just touches that place and he says ah wake up and he wakes up Jesus was actually an example of us that we can do everything that he did my question is and this is the one thing I tell people there are two things that I fear a lot when I meet him is will he say, welcome, faithful servant, to me? And then two is when I meet him, will he say, son, this is what you were supposed to do for me, but welcome into the kingdom. Those are the two things that I fear most. How when I meet him? Amen? And it doesn't mean that only the people in ministry. God expects this thing, whether you are a teacher, whether you are a student, whether you are a businessman, whether you are employed, God expects these things in all of us. Amen? Are we good? Are we good? So we are talking about the praying with power. How many of you guys believe prayer has power? Do you guys really believe? The Lord was telling me, most people have it here, but they don't have it here. And that's why it's logos, not rema. I give you an example. One day I was praying in my house. Just me, him, just fellowshipping. And the Lord asked me a question, and he says, do you believe there is nothing impossible with me? Can I be honest? I told him, Dad, I know it, but it's not here. And he said, there's a laptop in your bedroom. I had a laptop that had died, a MacBook, had died for almost five years, six years. We tried, we took it to the Apple people, they told me this thing cannot work. Guess what the Lord told me? He says, go lay hands on that thing. And guess what? I went, 
I won't refuse. I want my MacBook alive. I went and laid hands and my MacBook came to life. And I remember I called my wife. I said, can you remember the password? (laughs) She told me, I don't know. And then I called Peter, my best friend, and I said, Pete, do you know the password? He said, which laptop? He's the one who knows most of, because I'm not an IT guy. He says, oh yeah, it is this, this. By the way, why are you looking for the password? We tried to fix that thing, cannot work. I said, I laid hands on it. He says, what? He says, I laid hands on it. Is it working? I say, he said, yes. He says, only you. <laughs> what am I trying to show you? Prayer has so much power. But it has to come from a place of revelation of who God is and confident of who God is. Amen? Amen? But we pray just for the sake. All of us pray. But a lot of prayer is just religious. None of us pray with an expectant heart. We wake up in the morning, you say, Lord, this is what I was taught. Lord, thank you for today. Lord, I pray that you may guide me. But do you have an expectation and expect God to do what he said? I don't even make any sense. Amen? So, Ephesians 6, it says, pray in the spirit on all occasion and with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the people of God. And this is efficient. And I won't go about a lot about it. But the thing that I realize is we need to live a life of being in prayer. There's, there's this, uh, where I used to stay when I was growing up, there was a mosque. And I used to see these sheikhs. They used to have beads. And every time I'll see them going. And this is a true story. I looked at them and I went like, I asked one of them, why do you do this? He says, we are always praying. And I went like, yo, if this guy can do that, why can I not do it? And I started to always continuously pray in the spirit. And sometimes people will get confused because when we had the mask, it was so good. Because you will see me continuously just going. You know why? I am always trying to be in line with him. And I came, I stopped. And this past, when we were starting this theory, the Lord said, you need to start again. And now I want to be always just being praying in the spirit. Because there's something that happens when you are constantly aware of who is inside of you. I know where the scripture says that I am the temple of God. The Holy Spirit is inside of me. Amen? Are we together? Am I making sense? I know. Don't worry. I told you. I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm a coach. I will always challenge you. The Bible says in James 4 that you have not because you have not asked. I believe with all of my prayer that when we pray, an answer has to come. Amen? And the Bible says in James, if you doubt, you can't receive something from God. Amen? My question is, 
And I'll be honest with you. I've prayed and I've not gotten answers. I'll be honest with you. And I've reached to a place where my spirit has gotten angry. Not with God, but with the situation of the condition of my heart. Amen? Because when I read the word, I see everybody who prayed, God came through. I don't know which situation you are in. I don't know how it looks like. But this is the thing. We have the key, and that's prayer. Amen? God cannot do anything without people praying. Amen? In Genesis 1, I don't have that one there. It's Genesis 1, it says, let us make man in our own image. And he says, let them have dominion. People always read that and don't understand. Is actually God was saying he limited himself even though he was able to do anything he wants. He limited himself and he says, I've given this domain to man. And if man does not come and stand in the gap, the Lord will not be able to answer or intervene with man's situation. Amen? So God needs you. If we look at Isaiah 6, 8, we see God asking a question, who shall I send? Yet he is God. He can do whatever he wants. He says, who can I send? Because God was looking for somebody. God is always looking for somebody to stand in the gap and not just to talk. I'm not going to go to prayer because if you want, you need to ask for last Sunday's thing. But God is looking for people who will stand in the gap. And we see when Isaiah hears this thing, the first thing first he does is he had an encounter with God. And the first thing God does is he deals with his heart. Imagine he was a prophet, prophet from verse chapter 1 till 6. But when he meets God, he realizes he actually is a sinful man. And I want to declare to you the reason why prayers are not being answered or we are not walking in the authority of God. It's because of our heart condition. There's a lot of art. There's a lot of worldliness in us, even the way we talk and think. Amen? And my prayer is I will challenge you that you will reach to a place and go like, you know what? In my workplace, things will change. In my life, things will change. Amen? Because God is looking to you. <clears throat> Amen? Ah, why do you guys make me feel like I'm preaching messages which are hard? Amen? I'm going to finish with this. I was looking for an example. I hope this one will work. So a couple of months... My mentor called me. My mentor is out of the country. He's retired, but he has businesses here. And what happened is, because he's away, there's a lot that needs him here to sign. Amen? So what he called me, he said, son, I want to make you a signatory of mine that you can sign on my behalf in that country. Amen? So, 
Being me, my level of banking. When I go to bank, I queue. Remember those queues that we queue? So, but when I went as his signatory, <laughs> because of his depth of his pocket, I was ushered to a room where there were only chairs that I was told to sit. There was aircon. <laughs> I make it sense. Just flow with me. I sat there. I felt so big. I went like, oh, so there are places like this in the bank. And I hear them coming, so do you want something to drink? But the thing that came up is this. I want you to get this. Not about anything. Because I went in his name. <laughs> Guess what? What God has done for us, he has made you here on earth his signatory. And that's why he says you don't go in anybody's name. That at the name of Jesus, when you get to places, people will actually do things on your behalf. So, when I went to that bank, they opened doors. Not like the other one where I'm told, hey, no, you are number 20. Go queue. But the bank, this is the thing, the bank that I go to, it's not because of my ability. It's because of him. So when I get there, I go like, I'm here because of so and so. They go like, come here. And when I remove my pen, when I sign it, it's like him signing. So when I come in the name of Jesus, and I stand in a place, and I say, according to his I don't even make any sense. So, guys, you are a signatory here on earth. That God says, I can't do anything because I am there. But according to you, if you do what I say, because the thing is this, this account is not mine. I cannot do anything with this account without me consulting him. I don't ever make any sense. So the same thing happens with God. <laughs> we do everything according to his word. So when I stand to a place, it's not, oh, according to Ngugi, who will listen? Even the devil will go like, who are you? But when I come and say according to, the enemy has to look because all of heaven backs me up. The same way when I go to that bank and I put a signature, if a person comes and says, who are you? I go like, talk to him. And he will tell you, I have given him authority and power on my behalf. So what I want to tell you, the reason why prayer is powerful is because God cannot do anything unless you take that step. And how do you take that step is by knowing the word. Amen. What has he said? What has he said? If God has said something here, it is yours. It doesn't matter where you come from. You know when I got saved, I was born in a very poor neighborhood. And our neighborhood was that way. 
And I remember the first time I read Jeremiah 29, 11. I said, Lord, for I know the plans I have for you. I said, Lord, I stand here and I say, Lord, not my plans, your plans. My father, my mother could not afford to take me to university. They didn't have money. Oh. But when I stood according to his word, I met this lady from America, met me. She looked at me. She said, there is something in you. And I said, yes, mom, I know. And she says, God wants you to go to university. I said, mom, I don't have money. She says, who said about money? I will take care of it. Imagine God bringing somebody from all the way in America who doesn't even know me. But the reason is because I stood according to Jeremiah 29. I said, Lord, I don't want my plans, Lord. I want your plans. Lord, not my will, but yours, Lord. What do you want from me? And I will do it. What am I telling you? What does the word say? Not this one where we sit down and we say, let's debate. None of us was when God gave the scriptures. So you have no right to give him an opinion imagine right now me calling apples america no 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 no. change your sign put it to a banana what will they tell me go make yours because i have no right to tell them what to do question is did god ask for your opinion no and that's what we stand with guys if you can just hear one thing, if you want prayer to work for you, is you need to spend time in this. Amen? And not only just read it to get marks where you're going like, let me look for all the promises. Uh -uh. Read it to change your life. Amen? And you will see the difference. I, I was finishing this series and I told God, God, we are changing things. I have not seen you yet. I haven't seen dead rising. Amen? I had testimony. One day my wife went somewhere and they said, there's this couple who are saying, the car, Petro finished. Oh. Oh, Petro finished. As we walk by the Spirit, we're not controlled by circumstances. These guys laid hands on the car. The car started. And it drove until when? Did they reach the petrol station? They went. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> we are spirit beings living in bodies so that we can move on earth. Spirits are not allowed to rule here. It's illegal. So they need body. That's why Jesus had to come through a woman because that's the only way God could get a right to do anything on earth. If you want to walk in the supernatural is you need to start thinking different. Not like the world the way they think. Amen? I was reading when I was preparing this, I read a testimony. This guy had a limb, one leg, and I know this one will blow people's mind. And he came to this service, and this man just went and says, what would you want from God? This man believed there is nothing impossible with God. And he says, what do you want from God? He says, I want to put on a shoe. And the man says, according to your faith, go look for a shoe. 
Do you know what happened? He went to a shop, shoe shop, put the limp in, and a leg grew. <laughs> Guys, you have not seen anything. I was reading testimonies of testimonies. There's one I read, I, I was I, not even read, we were having a conference and this pastor came and he was crying and he said, I went to one of the Asian nation. This is an, an Islam nation. And I saw this, we went to pray for this church. And they said, they were giving a testimony, they said they were preaching like this. And the guys burst in, they came and took the pastor out, stabbed him to death on the door. And the members came and surrounded him and held hands and started praying. The man came back to life. And this is the God we serve. We, even headache, we can't trust him for. We ran to Panado. We have substituted our God that we have lowered him that, hey, dad, you know, headache is tough for you. Let me get Panado. This is a God who multiplied food and fed five over 5,000 people. I don't even make any sense. Guys, you are called to walk in the supernatural and it will only come through prayer. Amen? When we stand according to this, I am tired. I'm not going to have debates anymore. This is what I want me. I want to eat it like the way they say Coca-Cola. Sleep, eat it, dream. Everything Coca-Cola. <laughs> Amen? You know how Coca-Cola touches me. <laughs> touches me in a soft place. There's meat and Coca-Cola. Oh. I want to put the Bible now. <laughs> guys, all I want to share with you guys is this. You will only reveal the God you know. Amen? You will only reveal the God you know. No one can ever reveal anything else. And you can never blame anybody. You can't blame God. This is what he told me. I have put it plainly for everybody equally. It's up to you. And that's why Jesus, every time he will say, according to your... Amen? Which situation are you in? What does the word say? So when we talk about prayer, let's not look at it lightly. It is the avenue that God intervenes to human stuff.